Hi, this program Lock is sponsored by Pizza Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hi, this program is sponsored by Pizza Pizza, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are interested in a drug, if you sorry, if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, check us out at pizzapizza.com. And now let's talk. With a oh, then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. What do you think of that? Can anybody guess who was who was our uh, guest promo reader this this uh, this fine day? It might be morning for some of you guys. It might be afternoon um, because I I don't remember Kaylin. Well, while you're collecting guesses out there of 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 who they think uh, just read our promo spot for us. But uh, we had shared, or you had shared with me, and I meant to share on um, our Facebook page. I don't know that we did, but we've added some new countries to our Listenerland list. And so whatever time of day it is where you are, greetings to you. Um, Some of those new countries are Trinidad and Tobago, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Turkey, and then also we've had some additions from Africa, including South yes. Africa, Angola, Egypt, and Morocco. How exciting is How that? <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Crazy. Do we have do we have any do we have any guesses yet on on who our mystery promo promo reader was? No, I, I'm letting them know. I, they put question marks, and I said, actually, you're halfway there. <laughs> They are halfway there. So so greetings to all of our newbies that have um, joined the show. But then also I want to run through the list in no Angola. particular order. Angola. And Angola. I said Angola. Okay. So they, they, they didn't uh, Oh, sorry. You were, you were right after South Africa, Angola, and then I said Egypt and Morocco. There so you go. So we have you guys on the list. There you go. Okay. And so I want to go ahead and share – the other folks around the world that we have on the list, and if you don't hear your your country, um, go ahead and speak up like our friends from Angola did. But we've got the U.S., of course, United States, Canada, Mexico, Bolivia, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Russia, China, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Spain, Portugal, the UAE, United Arab Emirates, Australia. Okay, remember that one. <laughs> that should help you. You better. In our, in our question we had earlier today, New Zealand, Ireland, United Kingdom, Netherlands, France, Germany, Poland, Lithuania, Slovakia, Switzerland, Italy, Bosnia. Jericho and, guessed it. Huh? Jericho guessed it. <laughs> and, and they're still guessing. And, uh, Jericho, and he Herzegovina. Got oh, we've got it. Okay, hold on. We're almost there. Romania, okay. Bulgaria, Austria, and Denmark. So big clap to all you all out there who take time y'all. out of your day to be part of the P4P Real Talk. Yeah, all y'all. P for B Real Talk family, we appreciate you. And just a 
just to top that off, we have grown 19,000 strong. So a listener base of 19,000 folks. Doesn't mean all of you are listening in at the same time, but that's how many unique listeners we have on the show, listening to the show, I should say. So woo! I remember when it was a huge deal when we crossed 10,000, and now I can't believe we're on our way to 20,000. That is just amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. I remember when we had All right, so it sounds... (laughs) Yeah. Well, when we first started, and it was just Kaylin, it was just P4P Real Talk with Kaylin before Desiree was added to the mix, and you grew it from a zero, basically. There was no lie before Desiree. Desiree. (laughs) Well, and I believe you started in the May if I remember right, because we're coming up on four years of you of the show oh, in wow. total. And then I jumped on board in July of that same year. So yeah. you were kind of carrying the flagship for a couple months there, all on your lonely mm-hmm. back in the so day. Lonely. Lonely. Yeah. And, uh, I'm so and lonely. You know, and actually... Well, we're we're in July now, so I'm coming up. I'd have to go back and look on the date, but really, this is this is my four year anniversary, four year anniversary yeah. of the show. I mean, we're here. We passed it. We missed. How did we miss it? How did we miss it? How did we miss it? I don't know. I think we were just too busy doing what we do, and we just totally blew past it. <laughs> we so missed it like a mad truck to take a doodle ice cream. <laughs> like chocolate, chocolate way for the win. We sure did. We sure <laughs> did. So, and you know, back then we were only being listened to in the little old United States, and now look at us yeah. around crazy. the world. That just, you know, praise the Lord. That's just amazing to me how that even happens. I don't even know how that happened, to be honest. I don't. I, you know, I, I'm I'm blown away every Tuesday and Thursday that anybody. Kyle's <laughs> in to listen to us. So I you know, I think that's awesome. So anyway, I digress. So we had some guests. Sounds like we have a winner winner chicken dinner. Did we get the right yeah. guest of who our mystery promo reader is? Okay, who'd they guess? Jericho got it right. All right. We'll let everybody know who Jericho guessed. He guessed Mr. Mark of the South. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. That's right. That's right. Mark South from Brisbane, Australia. He's back. So remember, he was with us in June, and we were talking about a lot of things, nutrition, really. The conversation spanned, um, you know, body types and eating for your body type and family Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, getting family members on board with eating and, you know, ways to do, you know, when you do great during the week with your diet, but then comes the weekend, what do you do and how do you overcome? I mean, we just span the gamut of questions, um, but we never got to the topic of protein, which is actually what we're going to be talking about tonight. Protein consumption is going to be the main gist of our show, but we have a couple of leftover questions that we promised to get to, and we are going to do that. But before we do, since we just talked about we add new listeners from around the world all the time. Mr. Mark South, please introduce yourself for all of the newbies who are with us tonight and then just give the rest of us veterans a reminder of 
who you are, what you do, and then we will dive into those leftover questions and get those answers out there. Sure. Thank you and good evening all. So I'm Mark from Brisbane, Australia. I'm a nutritional life coach with a company called uh, PH360. This is a group of uh, professors in the hostelic health environment that uh, mainly uh, focus on body science, etc. Um, been working with bodybuilders now for some time. Um, very interesting field, but it's not it's not my primary focus. But it is certainly extremely focused on on and a huge interest of mine. So it covers everything from embryoism to body types to epigenetics, how to um, turn on and turn off your, your genes or how to influence their expression, etc. All right. Awesome. So, and if any of you have questions on what he just said, send them in. You know how to do that. And if you don't, Kaylin Patterson will remind you guys where you can send your questions to in just a second. But before we do that, so last time in June, we got off. <laughs> I think we were we were singing a little uh, Down Under, the only, the only song I remember from the <laughs> 80s that came from an Australian group. And it was a great, you know, the group of men down under. And uh, and they talk about a Vegemite sandwich. Men at work, that's Minute what it work. was. That's what it was. And uh, do you guys remember that group? Am I dating myself? Anybody out there a child of the 80s besides me and Kaylin? <laughs> anyway, you. great song. Great song. I know. I'm dating us. But Brandon is like, <laughs> all right, guys, I know this is off topic, but Vegemite, help me out. What's the deal? So, Mark, help us all out. What is What is Vegemite and how is it such a popular I think it's like, is it a spread? I mean, is it like kind of like yeah, it's a, peanut butter or it's something an extremely, over there? Or what? Uh, an extremely dark spread okay. that is made from yeast extracts. It's uh, liked because it's extremely salty. Um, it's just something that people have had available for years, and it's not consumed as much now, but it's still consumed by a lot of people. They put it on their Weetabix, on their bread, in their meat sauces. Oh, yeah, what? It's quite... Weetabix it's is extremely like, it's salty. a cereal, you isn't don't, it? The, uh, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is Weetabix a cereal, like shredded wheat or something of the nature? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> extremely dark. Um, the English have a, a Marmite, which is not as bad. Vegemite's a bit more saltier, but it's, uh, yeah. It's something, I, I, I love it, oh. but I don't have much of it. So is it? It's more like a savory spread. I mean, do you make a savory? I mean, what would you if you, if I put that on bread? Would I just eat Vegemite and the bread, or would I put something else in the sandwich with it? Um, generally, you just have it's like a quick to go. You would not make maybe a bit of I don't know butter or fat, but no, it's basically veg, Vegemite is 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 a standalone. Whilst you can put it with meats and stuff like that, it's generally. Vegemite on toast, Vegemite on your Weetabix. Yeah. But it will take over the taste of everything. It is quite strong. (laughs) All right. So, Brandon, I hope that helps you out. I'm still, I'm just going to have to Google it now. I think I have a picture in my head of what I think it looks like, but I'm probably not even close. So, I'm going to have to check that out. We might have to post a picture of uh, Vegemite on the the Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page. It's like a black peanut butter in 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 appearance. Oh. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so 
So there's a Vegemite for you. <clears throat> okay, here's another question. In this, I don't remember if we touched on the keto diet or not in our last conversation because that was like three weeks ago and a lot has happened in that time. But that's what the gist <laughs> of this question is now. And Jennifer has submitted this right after we had ended the show. And she's asking, why are so many people pushing the keto diet? To me, it sounds like the old Atkins diet, and that wasn't very good to, uh, to people's overall health. Mark, your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I don't practice a keto diet because it's, not, um, it's, it's a diet that we know what ketosis does to the body. But it's not a in-depth, significant science-studied uh, approach for people to have as part of their total life. Um, so it's not fav- – I don't practice it, I, even though I use slight bits of it. I don't practice it as a straight diet. Um, it is very much like the fav of you know, the Ad- Atkins diet that, was there, yeah, that, that we were all faced with. Uh, it's another avenue to just bash carbs. Um, but it's uh, – you know, I – I, I look at it this way. Somebody who's a bodybuilder who's doing an intense exercise, who's trying to burn protein for energy, um, and with the risk of this um, increase of body temperature and effort in the body um, creating its natural stress, to be lifting weights that are really intensive for you, that's going to rocket your um, heart up, I don't see that it's actually one of the most sensible things that people could do, though. Maybe science in future would want to prove us wrong, but the indicators are like it's it's a control over your total diet. To say that one diet is better than another one is uh, is quite foolish, and it's promoting the uh, thing of eating oils and um, proteins, which basically only form part of a total, let's say, healthy fulfillment of a diet in itself. So burning fat is a good thing whether you need to do ketos or not is basically the question i'm a strong believer that's not the case you have to go into ketosis to do that um as a as a let's say 24 hours seven days 365 type of process throughout the year even though some people have benefited from it um it's just a question about how long you would continue on that and what the effect could be to your body Yes, and I think that's a very important part of it because it's my understanding that with the keto diet, it was it was initially introduced for individuals who have, you know, serious health conditions of one form or another. And there are several health conditions out there where a keto diet may be the way to go for that individual, depending on what they have going on internally. But you know, I don't know that it was necessarily intended for the general public to do as a lifestyle because it can be very hard to maintain depending on what you have going on. Um, Kaylin, you have some thoughts on that? Well, the the thing that concerns me, and I, I think Mark touched on it earlier, is that there's a lot of research that goes into this, and there's a lot of documentation that has been done on this, but also there's been a lot of study done, but it's constant and consistent monitoring. And, you know, from what I did reading about it, it's uh, it's been butchered to the point that a lot of it doesn't even make sense to the people that are promoting it because they're not speaking on it clearly or, or uh, in a way that can be understood to the layman. 
it's frightening with the health concerns that are happening because this is this is a uh, Mark. I don't know how it is in Australia, but in America, this is a very popular trend right now. I would call it a fad, uh, especially with how uh, diminished the true intent of it is here. I can't speak on what it's done in other countries, but I know here it, it's, it's been very applauded. Uh, a lot of it, you know, with I mean, misinformation just straight out lies, if we're going to be honest about it. But it, it's it's frightening what the way it's being pushed and how it's being pushed, and then the overall effects to people's health. I, you know, I can't even imagine, especially with the lack of research and monitored research, I guess is the best way to say it, to see the, the benefits as compared to the the downside of it. Uh, could you please um, speak a little bit more on it so I think we can get the gist of what's being asked because you're talking about someone's overall health suffering when we're already what considered an obese nation to begin with. Well, yes. I mean, this this is the case of which way you, you look at it. You know, you can get a bodybuilder who's, basically predominantly just wanting information on muscle. You can have a person who's basically just wants information on burning fat and the likes of ketosis or going into that fat burning cycle is going to appeal to a lot of people. But for someone to say that ketosis in itself um, is a total overall best advantage of health, we're just not in the position to be able to say that. There's some there's some very knowledgeable people, um, some great people within the sporting industry that are basically put themselves on a on a ketosis diet to see how it is, and I think that this is yeah a little but yeah I wouldn't say over interest fair play to them but it's not something I would want to do because my knowledge would not stop me from having a look at the total nutrients that I need for my body to function or that of a client of mine. Um, and I can burn fat without moving them into ketosis. I can support their training better than them being on ketosis. I feel, and my results are there. So it just—it's just if you don't know what the outcome is, if—if uh, if you tip boiling water on your hand, you know it's going to burn. Go into ketosis, you can have a positive, beneficial thing from a reducer body fat, let's say. But the total overall measurement is always got to be what is the effect of this on my body. Um, to sell ketosis as a be-all and end-all diet is rather, yeah, is is rather ridiculous at, at this time and stage where science is based. We just do not have uh, the information to support some of the quotes. And so I think you know, in a nutshell, um, because a lot of people are curious about this, it's you know, you have several individuals on both sides of the fence. Um, but they, they all definitely want to know more, and some will feel that there is conclusive data out there. Others will feel that it's not there. So it's, I think it's definitely something to still be watched. Um, in my opinion, I do think for certain pre-existing health conditions, it's a good thing. I'm not sure for how long. Maybe it is a lifetime thing for certain individuals if they can maintain it because it's either heart, PCOS, I'm not quite sure what. But I am also a strong believer in, you know, whole foods and the body be able able to derive what it needs from those foods. I mean, God created miraculous machines in each and every one of us. And if the body is in a position to do its job, meaning it's getting the right nutrients, enough sleep, um, you know, you've got 
spinal alignment going on, if everything is firing the way that it should be, it's going to do amazing things. But it's, that, that's the question. <laughs> what state is the body in to be able to do the job it was created to do? And so, you know, I, I'm, I have to admit, I'm kind of in that gray area on the keto diet. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is in a dangerous state right now, I think, of being a fad because the information that's out there, it's, it's just not enough for the general user to really understand what they're asking their body to do other than get into yeah, a I state think... where your body burns fat instead of, you know, sugar for energy. For sure. And it's a base of security oh, yeah. um, to be able to, you know, to be able to have people go through any type of diet and to have that support and that understanding being able to give to them. And um, there's just far more proven ways to reduce weight, to cut fat, yeah. to um, have a more stable diet than there is currently or surrounding the ketosis st- uh, style of diet. <clears throat> All right, KP, I think you have a last a last thought yeah. on this. Uh, not a last thought, just this one that uh, has to be said because you know this is a meat eater. You're, you're, I'm, I'm the meat guy. I, I mean, me and meat are like close family friends. Every time they come to the house, I'm <laughs> running outside to meet them at the car. Yay, meat, you know. And I, I mean, so when I'm saying what I'm saying, it's not uh, because. I, I I would love for this diet to be the, the end all be all because that would be right up my alley, but there's just too much research and evidence showing that for mainstream society, this is not a healthy way to go about a weight loss. And the one thing that we we have to remember is that we right in this day and age we live in a very very polarized uh, age of living, and people are basically saying it you know. This is all that can work, and that's it. And if you don't believe me, the hell with you. I defend you. And, you know, when you're talking about your health, you simply cannot go about living with that kind of mentality because you won't be living long. Um, when, you know, we're basically having people walk themselves into bad health, and then somehow, some way, there's supposed to be this quick fix that basically addresses the needs of your weight loss, and we're not considering the health concerns. And it, it's just shocking that, you know, this is, is being pushed the way it's being pushed. And, Jennifer, thank God for, you know, that question you gave us because it, it def, definitely does spark a debate. And like they're saying, we're not saying that it won't work for some people. You can never say that. It's, it's always going to be an option that's available that will work for an individual that needs to go to that extreme route. But if you're basically a practitioner of bad health and this is supposed to always get you back to weight loss, then I really think you need to consider, you know, what you're doing with your health overall in general to begin with, much less going to the point of, uh, you know, getting away from good health. And I, I'm like I said, I'm a protein guy. I love it. And I just love all aspects of it. But we have to be considerate of our health instead of our aesthetic look. And, and I think that's one thing that always has to be considered. Yes? No, I totally agree. Um, and I think that yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> good stopping place for today. Otherwise, I think we'll be on the keto diet all day. Which you know, maybe we need to have a show where we do discuss this more in depth and get more.
pros and cons from all individuals, and Mark can definitely be part of that um, conversation along with some other folks. Um, but I'm going to steer us because with Mr. Meat Eater and greeting him at the car door, that's almost a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about tonight because, you know, we're going to be talking about protein consumption and probably some of the myths that are out there. And uh, I don't know, some of us might be a little sad on the outside of this conversation. Some of us may be more enlightened, but all in all, it's going to be a good conversation. But before we even get there, I have to take us back a step. We have one more Vegemite question, which kind of ties into uh, what we're going to be talking about next with protein. But Shelly wants to know, is Vegemite considered a protein or a fat? A bit of both, but predominantly a protein. It's a what? Yeah, it is predominantly a protein, yes. Oh, predominantly oh, well. a protein. Sorry. <laughs> it's I just not a good source so, of one. Okay. Oh, oh okay. okay. Darn. So that might be a good, uh, a good, you know, that might be a new cousin to your friend, the meat, that you might want to introduce into your in your diet there, KP. Something to noodle. I, I'm, Something to think I about. Sprinkle a noodle on it. I'd love it. <laughs> I knew you were just going to say that. I was going to say that maybe instead of a snickerdoodle shout-out, you're going to be giving Vegemite shout-out to her in the future. All right. I thought we were going to get – okay, we're we're just going to dive into this meat, to this protein conversation, although Brent's going to sidetrack us a little bit, but we're going to take a look at this question and then hopefully get back on track. But Brent oh, – so, so, Kaylin, I guess this is for you too, and Mark um, will get your thoughts as well, but Brent is asking – if Kalen loves protein so much, how can he speak so vehemently against wanting to eat? And there's a little red blob on my screen. I'm not really sure what that is. It's That's a supposed steak. to be meat, fat? It's a it's steak. supposed to be meat. It's supposed to be meat. I don't know that yes. you're speaking against eating I'm not. meat. I am but, but I think this is more of a what makes so what role does car- do carbs play in this mix and not just yes. fats and proteins? Yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. All right, Kalen, lay it on us. Well, it, I, as much as I would love to have that diet that I spoke of, I know it's counterproductive to my overall health. As much as I like stepping on stage, I, I know that you have to live a life that your your health has to sustain that, and that's through proper diet. And, you know, we, we can't factor out high blood pressure. We can't factor out, you know, high cholesterol. We can't factor out the things that damage the body because of our choice of diet. And that's what I'm speaking about. I, I, I love barbecue just like the next person. I love the grill. I mean, I love the fact that you throw a porterhouse on it. And, yeah, have a good meal on top of it. Yeah, I love all of that. But are you going to tell me that you're just going to exclude the things that keep your body running regularly? That's insane. And I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not speaking against food. I, I, I'm the last person to ever see me eat. I, I love food. I really do. That's the reason why I'm always working out. <laughs> he, really yes. he really does. He really does. To the, to the extent a fork and knife might not be necessary. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't even need a big, big peanut butter you. spoon. Put my hand in there and, and, and just scoop sure out what don't. I need. Yeah. So, 
It's yeah. not against a, a certain diet, but basically I'm against bad health. And, you know, if it, just because it works so well for one individual and then you have 200 that are basically in bad health or on the stages of death because of that, that health decision, I will throw a red flag up because that is a big concern for me. If you love good health, you hate things that damage good health. And some of our, you know, food and choice uh, diet decisions are damaging to our health, whether we admit it to everyone or not. Uh, Mark, would you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think I think it's a great subject to lead into the actual uh, topic of protein because, yes, there's issues with, you know, not only meat, how people cook their meat. I mean, having it on the child grill and burning it is just a... In a, a trigger for cancerous re- reactions in the body, but the thing is, is about a balanced diet. You know, the same as that we bag carbohydrates, they are of value to our body. Uh, the thing that we start to say, you know, oh, this diet's no good, e.g., keto. Protein is one of the biggest sources of importance to anybody who's an athlete, uh, just living a normal life, or being a bodybuilder. It's the understanding of. What do you need? How much do you need? What 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 creates a total beneficial meal for you, rather than just isolating and discluding things, um, because people have struggled through a non-balance or non-finding a balanced diet before. So people should still enjoy their meat. It's very important for them to get the meat into their diet. But there's mm. a need to regulate things that is is going to give you your body the total benefit. Um, as an example, um, we bag, you know, higher things of protein and we bag carbohydrates, but one of the best ways post-training to get these amino acids, which is what we really, really want to get down to talk about, into our muscles is from the movement of it with, uh, with insulin, with carbohydrates, to ensure we can swell the muscle, get into the torn tissue, a uh, bit like getting a Band-Aid on a cut as soon as possible. Um, there's a process and an understanding what these do to our body and the benefit it gives us, then we can evaluate how much of this should we need. This is going to change mm-hmm. between A to person B. So protein, I mean, our body is made up of about, I think the composition is around about 20% protein. You know, we, it, it protects our, it repairs our bones, our tissues, our cartilages, our blood, uh, our nails, our hair is made up predominantly of protein. So protein is an extremely important element of anybody's physical structure. It's just what you blend it with, what your diet is. Is it including all the amino acids that that you require? Um, What type of meat should I eat? What's the additional benefit of that meat for maybe another illness? Um, such as if you've got inflammation of the gut, I wouldn't suggest that you're chewing on big beef steaks. I'd give you something that's a bit more oilier, like a, uh, a salmon or that. So it's just taking a step back for a little while and saying, hey, I can't knock keto fully because I do need protein in my body. Your source may be strictly veg- vegetables if you're a vegetarian. Um, and there's some other things to concern with that. But animal protein is not a bad thing. It's the overconsumption of anything and limiting your diet to just a section of something that is where the trouble starts to occur. Or better still, you just don't reach the goals or you reach them in a way that is non-supportive to your body over a period of time. So 
I like the word that you used just a second ago of overconsumption, because as you said, in taking a step back and peeling back the layers of this onion of protein that we're talking about here, you almost, you almost have to start at the very beginning. And one of the questions, not questions, I'll say, state, yeah, question, and a statement that you hear is, well, how much protein do I need? And you've already alluded that depending on your body type, that could vary. Um, depending on your level of health, that could vary. But, you know, if someone just says, hey, how much protein should I be eating, um, you know, to the newbie who's coming up and wanting to build muscle, you know, you hear a lot of that, well, you need one gram of protein for every pound um, that you weigh and that you need to eat it every two hours. And then it comes into the question of, well, how much can your body absorb? And then you hear about 20 grams of protein per meal. So how, I mean, how do we make sense of all this just blanket information that's out there and and fine tune it into something that we can actually personally use or or decipher. I mean, how much how much protein do we need? Yes, I think that I think that you we we have two things to address. If you're if you have someone who's helping you, they can assist you to really define what's by tracking and by knowing what your consumption is, the benefit that that is delivering to your body or the body composition change. Um, uh, but for generalized, I mean, it's quite a common thing that's put out by very varied me- medical bodies that, you know, 0.8 gram per kilo body weight, which is about, or oh, in pounds, I think about 0.35 of a gram per per body weight is a, is a daily intake, as they call it, a recommended daily intake. Now, if you're a slim or slender person, um, your demand is far lesser than someone who's a bigger mass person. So they have bigger muscle mass structure and bigger bone structure. Um, And of course, for bodybuilders who are physically rotating this um, need to repair muscle on a continual basis, of course, balanced against that activity, their protein needs are higher. So you could averagely say that if you're trying to gain mass, you're looking at the, you know, moving from 0.8 of a gram per kilo up to, let's say, one gram, 1.5 grams per kilo. If you're looking at okay, so. uh, in pounds, yeah, so it's just there that in bodybuilding, your demand for aminos in your body is greatly escalated just plain and simply due to your activity. There's other things that take consideration, your general activity levels your age, your, your current muscle mass, not only what we're trying to grow, what we're trying to support, uh, your physical goals. Are you trying to really bulk? Are you trying to really mass up? And do you have that capability? Do you have that storage capability? Um, and, of course, most importantly as well, your current health. Will a vast amount of protein currently in your current condition be of an additional benefit to you or a bit more of a negative benefit to you? So, But we've standardized across medical bodies the daily recommended thing it's now proportioning that towards meeting all your activities your needs your physical needs and and the mass that you've actually got and want to um, and want to have but 1.5 gram per kilo of body weight is an awful lot um, and it is maybe a starting point for some larger mass people um, but one is good for the lower like the ectotype of slender bodies because 
the physical thing is they don't have the storage capacity. So it's very hard to, you have to feed them considerably more often for them to really peak it up. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a correlation in like ectomorphs as well that they need an awful lot more carbohydrates as well. Um, so protein is, it, if you're going to sit down and eat a half a pig, of course, then you're ridiculous. If you're, you know, anything, let's say 150, <laughs> I know this is really good, though. Right, 150 grams of fish and 120 grams of beef or 100 grams of chicken is more than oh, adequate wow. to give you, right, to give you per meal what you need in amino acids. All right, Mark, so you're talking kilograms, but a good uh, portion of our audience thinks in pounds. So can you help them with that conversion? I think, what is it, 2.2 pounds to a kilo, is it? Yes. I, yeah, yes, I think. Or is it 0.5 kilograms in a pound? Yes. So you could don't you think could okay, like two hundred grams. Yeah, two hundred in pounds. So that's a, you a know ten fuck that, isn't it? Yes, sir. There you go. If all else fails, guys, Google it. I I don't know why we're in pounds <laughs> and the rest of the world is not, but that's just that's just how it is. I've I've often I haven't often thought about that. It's a matter of that question. I haven't thought about it. it it's not very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. All right, let's get to the – this is a – who knew – see, I I knew this was going to be a touchy subject tonight. (laughs) So we we kicked it off with the whole keto conversation, and now now we've got people in defense of meat. But anyway, we're we're going to keep rolling through these questions. But, guys, you don't have to be in defense of anything. We're just sharing information. We have opinions like you have opinions. Um, Marvin says, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they are going to do, and you can't change them. And, Marvin, that is so true. But, you know, the more information you give individuals, the more opportunity they have to make informed decisions to decide for themselves if they're going to change or not. And that's always the whole goal of P4P Real Talk is just to share. So it it gives people more power. Go ahead, Mark. I, I, I would challenge the, the, the conversation when somebody can actually witness something that they feel better for or can see betterment for. I mean, I've dealt with people who are starting up in bodybuilding and people already in bodybuilding. And when you regulate their proteins and you discuss to them and you regulate their carbohydrates, their macronutrients, micronutrients, and they come back and say, God, that was a struggle, um, but I actually feel better and I look better, yeah, your actual biceps have gone up by 0.5 a centimetre. Have they really? It's, it's, it's that mind thing. It's what we're used to eating. It's what's been convenient for us to eating and what for a short length of time has made us feel good. I mean, chocolate makes us feel good. Uh, and if we want to sit yeah. right and, and, you know, and eat it all the time, we're going to sit down and eat it all the time. It's about, you know, it, it is a smaller percentage of the population that would go through the the routines and the practices that bodybuilders, body composition people would go through, that's for sure. Um, but when people can actually feel something that is good, um, then they will adopt this, they're more freely to adopt it or to preserve that feeling um, because it is something new that they're feeling betterment from. 
All right. I mean, and true. And, you know, to digress for a short minute, I have been doing more reading on the brain and forming habits and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that could be an awesome show for us to have. So kind of tuck that away. That's kind of what Mark is talking about is changing your thinking, changing habits, so on and so forth. Um, once you see results and have better understanding of what the changes you have made are actually doing for you. So we're going to park that in the parking lot, but I think that could be a good one for us. But I'm going to go ahead and move on to these questions that we have piling up for us here. And um, we are. Hold on. Oh, what? Hold on. What? Oh, go ahead, Kaylin. I, I have a Jump response in. to Mel. I, I have a response okay, to Mel. Melvin. Go- and, uh, you know, he, like you said, it, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do. But what I've learned is a lot of people aren't prepared for that paradigm shift that changes everything. So we might be set in one mentality, but we'll hear the truth and not really understand the truth that's in it because it's so different from what we know. But if we truly have a heart set on the truth, then we will do the research like that says and Google it. And I think it's so funny the way she said it. But you you do learn later. I mean, it might not it might not take it all in today, like that porterhouse that uh, you couldn't eat at the restaurant. But you do get a takeout bag, and a lot of times that's what we do in in, in our society. Is we get the information, we digest it, and realize, yeah, it, it did make sense, and then we can actually start applying it to our lives later on. So it might not be the day you say it, but you might change someone's life, maybe one year, two years down the road, but you did get the information to them in a way they can make it a successful part of their lives, even though it might not be on today, the next week, or the week after. Granted, there's going to be people that are set in stone. That's them. The whole point is that we're supposed to share the information, like Dad said, and get it out there for the factual information it is. We can't keep living off of uh, bro science and misinformation and we don't wonder why our lives aren't improving. We simply aren't putting or designing it where it can. If we do what we're supposed to, then our, our lives and our bodies improve. If we keep going off bad information, then they don't. And, I mean, that's just the way it is. But we, Des and I still have to share, and Mark has to share, the facts and, and the truth. And that's what we're doing. Des? You know, I kind of... I think there's there's a yeah sorry there's there's a, a few things that people just might help them understand something because I'm a great meat I'm a great meat lover myself as much as I love cars mm. as well I'm a great meat lover. Do I love it. Okay. Yeah, and and the thing is if if we just give people this little bit of knowledge, one protein is vital for anyone doing body composition and for life in general. Animal protein get also gets a bad mm. it. Right? It should not get a bag in. If you are a person that is eating protein, forget the volume for the minute, you can be ensured that those nine essential amino acids that your body needs to help you build, preserve, and maintain muscle is in meat. So we're talking red meat, white meat, fish, dairy, uh, maybe not as should be as high on people's list, soy, vegetables, uh, nuts, etc., you know, we want to make sure that those essential amino acids are, uh, are joining those ones that our body can create so it can function effectively. A question that, that people say to me, well, who are making a choice? Well, I'm a vegetarian. Um, 
is there anything that I really need to be uh, uh, concerned about? Yes, well, veg is much lighter in protein, still very good. There's plenty of, of uh, uh, vegan uh, athletes out there that are doing tremendously well. But there's things like uh, meth- methanine, which is quite low, especially in things like lentils. So you just need to um, you know, make sure that you're supplying... Uh, your body with such things as soya beans, white beans, seaweed, spinach, broccoli, garlic in a raw form, so that you ensure that your body gets these total amino acids. So it's it's not that you know either diet is mm, can be argued better than the other one. It's just making sure you're getting those building blocks that your body needs. Um, we don't have to do anything else but supply it. Our body has, if we say these amino acids are a good way I like to explain it, the amino acids, these blocks, say 2021, going to multiples, they're like letters, and our body just creates the word and sends it to the receptor cell. Um, But it needs that letter. You can't spell the without the T. So it's just making sure that those those, uh, uh, essential amino acids are in your diet and you're getting sufficiently of them. So anyone anyone can Google can Google the nine and to Google what fruits, veg, um, and what other things contain this and to what thing to be able to really take a little bit of ownership for themselves. Now, the other thing is I had a client the other day and said, what are you cutting my protein down for? I said, well, your body weight and your body fat is escalating, but protein doesn't get stored. Well, just so people are clear, the process is we eat protein. It can contain fats, etc. Naturally, it's better to eat more leaner cuts than it is uh, hardier fat things. But we can't store amino acids, or we don't store amino acids. We don't keep them for the next day or, or the next week. So the process is we break it down. We use what we need to use. Uh, it's a carbon uh, compound. It moves into glucose. If we don't use those glucose through energy, it turns into fat. That mm-hmm. fat, if not, is stored. So there is a need to be able to look at the total protein in your meal, which includes your vegetables, which should be the predominant volume of any meal, um, and calculate the amount and the coverage of aminos you're getting in your diet, which if you're going to put this 125-gram uh, beef steak down there, you're going to be fine, um, is, is to just... It's they make up your total calories, they make up your total in count, and they make up your total balance of a meal. So therefore, your protein should be measured across the whole meal before it gets taken out. Because I would rather uh, reduce a little bit of weight of meat than I would prefer to reduce vegetables, because vegetables are the lowest calories and the most dense in macro micronutrients. So and fairly stable throughout the whole season for a bodybuilder. So, Again, it's understanding what you need. If you eat red meat, dairy, and that, you don't have a problem. You don't have to be concerned about it. If you're a vegetarian, there are a few lower things that you need to just you know, make sure you're putting the spinach in your lentils or things like that, just to make sure that you are getting adequate supplies of those amino acids that our body just can't create. All right, perfect. I, and I just love, I mean, I love everything about that answer that you shared and, uh, guys, if you have questions about macro and micronutrients, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to just assume that you're tracking and understand what it is that we're talking about here. And then counting macros or the amount of protein, you know, carbs and fats that you're getting from all your foods. 
because proteins exist in several foods other than just meat, including vegetables, and so do carbs. (laughs) I always get a kick out of people who say they've cut all carbs, but yet they've got all these vegetables on their plate. And I'm like, well, you haven't cut all carbs, but they just don't have an understanding of exactly what a carb is and the difference between Mm -hmm. a simple and complex. But that's a conversation for another day. So I'm going to get us back on track here. Um, because we've got all these questions that we need to get to. Otherwise, we'll be having Mark back on yet another show because we didn't get all the questions again, <laughs> which I'm okay with. But it's we're gonna coming. we're gonna keep. Uh... <laughs> well, not if you keep coming with information like this. We could never be sick of you. But uh, but here we go. So let me dive into these, um, and I'm going to go a little bit out of order here because. Um, Sam's question is just flowing pretty well with some of the recent statements that Mark made as far as types of protein if it's coming from an animal source. And, I, and I'm meaning mostly meat there versus eggs mm. or, or something meat. else. But uh, meat, I know. And we're going to get to say, or, uh, where did he go here? Steve's question too, because he's a hashtag meat eater as well. So he's going to be next. But uh, Sam wants to know what is the best source of meat is it is it grass-fed or you know someone that or meat that comes from a large I guess corporate producer corporate's not the right word but I guess a mass producer um, where they're feeding the animals mostly grain yes um grass grass-fed is found to be more nutritious um and organic um, are, the, are the best two things that you can look out for. Um, most major corporations, uh, you know, have got a saturation of the market. A lot of farmers are going through the one wholesaler, let's say. But looking for grass-fed organic meat is by far the best, yeah. Yep. And you're going to tend to be dealing with fewer hormones also if you can go that route, Um so just something else to be thinking of. Okay, so Steve, hashtag meat eater, here's your question. He's saying, I have more protein in my diet as compared to carbs and fats. Is that really a bad thing? Generally, yes. Um, but I would really, it's Desiree, it's quite an open question because I would need to have a look at what, uh, what he's trying, uh, what his body composition currently is. But generally, you know, a lot of people are having more protein in their diet than carbohydrates and and fats. Fats, certainly, it should be higher. Um, The balance between carbohydrates and protein would be the question mark. And you would really need to look at the person's physical body, uh, their aims, etc., to be able to evaluate that. And also how his weight is transferring and his mass is growing. Okay. So there you go. I hope that answer was helpful. Um, sorry, guys. I'm, I've lost my place and my questions here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This one is from Carla. She says, I've spent my whole life eating more meat than the other stuff, and I'm fine, and my doctor checkups have been well in the good range of living. So what's the big deal? Well, Carla, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn that one over to Mark, but uh, you, <laughs> the big deal is, is, is this. Um, the, body, the body requires a good balance of, of yes. vegetables, 
proteins, you know, meat, all of that good kind of stuff. If you don't have it, you may not show basic symptoms, but there could be other conditions in your body that you're creating that you won't be aware of until so far down the road that you won't even know where it came from. So even though everything looks great now, um, it's just, you just don't know what you could be bringing up for your health in the future. At least that's my view of it, and and that's the big deal. The the body was designed to operate a certain way. So even though you have a lot more meat and right now you're, you know, than vegetables and other foods and you're not showing any symptoms of anything, it doesn't mean that it it might not catch up with you later in some fashion. Mark? Yes. But but the thing is, is to acknowledge the lady that I think what she was saying was, is that she's eating meat, she's eating a diet, she's going to a doctor, and the doctor is giving her a clean bill of health. Is that what she's saying? Yes. Basically. Well, I think she should be congratulated for actually, you know, seeing a doctor and getting that clean bill of health. Um, from there, she can evaluate her diet. She knows what she's eating. Um, and she can be aware of any foreseen. It's just precaution is uh, is a good thing. But she needs to be, you know, that's excellent. If that's the process, she's taking care of her body. She's after some information back from it. Great place to go to a doctor. They don't necessarily relate to balancing foods out. It's not really their profession, but, you know, um, great. The thing is, is that it's just to understand where, you know, especially where protein is concerned, the effects of it. So this person can monitor this. So if the person is feeling happy, content with the body um, composition and are feeling good, something's working. Um, but it doesn't you know, mean to I, say that I agree she, with that. That, 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 that she Go shouldn't ahead. be interested in understanding what a balanced diet could look like, maybe increasing a little bit more carbohydrates here. Um, they are things that, you know, it doesn't stop um People shouldn't be scared of getting some little bit more knowledge on it or following a diet like ketosis or something that is going to completely be a different diet that is going to take them away from that um, current status of better health than what they're being said. And and it's true. And and I agree with most of what you said, except for one thing. When it comes to our health, going by feeling alone that you feel good, that's not necessarily a good indicator that you have good health. You have a lot of people that feel good, and the next thing you know, they've got a heart attack, they've got this, they've got that, because there are symptoms and things going on in their body that even though their doctor gave them a clean bill of health, they didn't catch it until those symptoms piled up and they couldn't be ignored any longer. I mean, only so a very small percentage of the body actually feels pain. So you're not going to necessarily feel bad, even though your health might be compromised. And Carla, that's not a knock on you, or I'm just responding to or sharing based on what I heard, and just putting a caution out there that you can't just you can't just judge your health based on how you feel. But as Mark said, that is a great thing that you're seeing your doctors regularly having things checked out, but they don't, you know, they don't check for everything like inflammation and of the joints and so on and so forth. So if you're not feeling pain, they're not going to tell you that you need to do something different. By the time you actually feel pain in some instances, you had a condition that was growing for over a long period of time. 
in any way, I digress. And Kaylin, I know you had some thoughts too, but those are just a few things that I wanted to share along that line. Well, you actually ran right into what I was going to talk about, and I'm just going to piggyback what you said because I actually had or have a friend, and I'm not going to use your name, buddy. Just know that. But, yeah, I'm going to use you as an example because you're the best example of what Desi just said. And that's where, you know, we had a certain diet when we were playing sports and we were really active, like Mark was talking about. When that, the dynamics change in our lives, and if our diet doesn't and we don't make adjustments for those changes, then we got to live with the results of them. And, you know, he's a big meat eater like me. Uh, we share our, our share steaks, that's for sure. Uh, kebabs, yeah, yeah, all that, you yeah. know. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. But anywho, we just kept, uh, you know, seeing each other, bumping in each other, and I noticed that his body type was changing because, you know, he wasn't as active. He still got the same diet now, but he's, he's just not as active. And, then, yeah, he's getting good uh, screening from the doctors, and, you know, a couple of prescriptions here and there. And, you know, he didn't think that was a big deal because they, the prescription's taking care of uh, what's ailing him is what he thought. And then, lo and behold, there you go, you got a stroke. And, you know, after he was given a clean bill of health, he had another one. And then after that, he had knee surgery to deal with the uh, the body dynamic that had changed. And, you know, he's still getting the, the go-ahead from the doctor, but lo and behold, his health is deteriorating to a point where he's no longer functioning anywhere remotely close how we were when we were young adults. So, you know, I have to throw red flags in that as well with feeling because, you know, like the whole time he's telling me is, uh, you know, he's feeling well. But I'm I'm reminding him of a silent killer, especially among, uh, among black males that are getting up in age. So, you know, these are things that we have to consider. And like Des says, you know, it might sound good now where we can, thump, you know, pump our chest and, and be happy with what's going on, but the end game is still basically the final destination of are we taking care of ourselves in a way that's healthy. So if you practice good health, practice good health. You know, don't just say the doctor said, because I, I'm, doctor doesn't have to live every day like you do. He's, he's got to live his own life and you've got to live yours. And if you're a practitioner of good health, you will do good things. Uh, if you're basically relying on doctor's information after the information that you provide them, there's a good chance that something might be uh, amiss or something might be left out. And there's plenty of times that I've gone into a store with everything in mind to get and then get in the store, actually get inside and forget what I was going to get. So, you know, we do that as well with our health. You know, a doctor asks you how you feel, you might forget about that ache or that pain that was really bad the other day. And that information might be left out and he can't make a correct assessment. I'm not saying that anyone's wrong or anyone's trying to do you wrong. But, there's, you know, there's too much leeway and there's too much, you know, to risk by not basically addressing your health at the beginning so you can deal with it in the end. Uh, and I just want to wrap that up again by reiterating what Mark said because I think I kind of hijacked his last comment, is that we shouldn't be afraid about about learning more in a certain area. So in this instance, meat's been working for you, great. Um, but, you know, here, here's, here's the other part of the equation. If you were to learn more about how to balance that out some more, which is where I think Mark was headed with that before I went on my little tangent. So, um, you know, just me. open me. your mind and learn. Yeah. 
Yes. I think I think also Desiree, just the the status that we we all live in. We go and see a doctor generally for a checkup. Could be um, it's normally from them saying, "Hey, you're due for a checkup," or the government will pay for you this checkup due to your age or whatever or whatever or symptoms in the past. But we generally go and see a doctor when we've got a problem. Um, we don't yes. actually go to a doctor to sit down and get a health plan from them which includes our eating, our life, our activities, our stress levels. We don't get that. That's not a service that we can actually go and get from someone. So if you've got broken nails and cracked lips and bleeding and bleeding gums, etc., the doctor will say, or the doctor probably wouldn't even pick it up or it probably wouldn't even come into conversation. But mm-hmm. those signs for me is a deficiency in a mineral or a nutrient that is creating that result that the paths of that nutrients combining with other things could give you a result somewhere down the track. So it's just a case of trying to balance out your diet and to understand what is a balanced out diet for for anybody. Um, because as Kalen said, he loves his meat. He loves to eat it. He would love to eat it all the time. Um, it makes him feel good for a short while. He might have tummy cramps during the day, but he's prepared to live with those tummy cramps because he still loves the taste of that, <laughs> of that chicken or that beef or that whatever. But, but there needs to come a, a stage where someone where someone says to Kaylin, "Hey, mate, you know what? How come you didn't come out the other night? I'm just feeling a bit fatigued, mate. You know, it's just a sign of overeating. So it's just making sure that we're doing things that are preventative rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. Not trying to scare everybody. Um, some people only need minute tweaks and are doing well. It's not that one diet fits everybody. It's understanding their body, their movement, their needs uh, from their current condition and helping them to identify foods or a, or a lifestyle that is going to, you know, correct these certain things. You know, we do not, unfortunately... Uh, we could have a cigarette today. We know that cigarettes cause cancer. We also know we're not going to fall over on the pavement there and then because we've had one cigarette. But who knows how long it's going to be and what effect this cigarette is having exactly. on our total system. Um, yes. They're things that we just need to be mindful and be aware of. Yes, exactly. And I would love to carry this on, folks, but we we have gone past our time, and I'm afraid we've already lost some folks. Our one saving grace is that yes. we're still recording. So for anybody who can still hear us, the rest of this conversation will be in the archives. And for those who didn't, we'll remind you of the archives next show. But, Mark, we're just going to have to have you back because there are a whole slew of questions that I have sitting here, not a slew, but a good couple that um, are targeting protein shakes and whether or not all of those are created equal. And we just don't have time to cover that tonight, but I think that's also a great topic to discuss for our bodybuilding audience, but then also just our general audience who looks at the protein shake as a meal replacement or something along those lines. So we're definitely going to have to have you back, but great conversation tonight, great questions and answers. Um, And we're not talking about flavor, (laughs) Caitlin. We're talking about the core of of the protein makeup, not just the flavor, <laughs> but snickerdoodle can be part of that conversation. So um, oh. thanks again, Mark, for joining us. I, I feel like we just scratched the surface and we haven't really dived into this, this topic yet, but 
we're going to have to do this at least one more time. We're going to have to have a part due of the uh, of the protein discussion, if that's okay with you, Mark. The part that's due. more than fine. Okay. Thanks, Mark. All right. Well, thanks again for your time. And, and you can tell by the calendar, caliber of questions that we're getting. Our listeners are in tune. They want to understand. They want to learn more. They want to know how this applies to them. So I'm appreciative of those um, aspects of our listeners and the questions they're submitting. And mark your answers. Um, They've definitely been able to track with those. So I'm appreciative of you as well. So thanks again. But I'm rambling now. I think Kaylin has shouted out to Snickerdoodle all throughout the show. So we've got that covered. On behalf of Mark South, Kaylin Patterson, myself, and the boys from CCC Muscle, and a snickerdoodle again. Your body is a temple, so let's build it. With snickerdoodle.